With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Turn of Foot with Nick Foot and Hugh Fitzpatrick. Join our conversation anytime, 0499-736-736. We're also, because Mark Robertson in the Herald Sun has inspired everybody to do their list after naming his top 50 AFL players. So we're doing our top 10 jockeys in the country at the moment. I might do my top 10 AFL umpires next week. As I say hello to you, Nick Foot. <laughs> G'day, Gareth. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting enough. Uh, good to be here Wednesday morning. They should do the top 10 umpires as well. I'm pretty sure that it's called finals appointments at the at the end of the year. So yeah, you we, sort of find we, out and you rank them. They're ranked accordingly anyway. We disagree sometimes what the bosses of the umpire association might. Like I would have you in the, the, the finals and you weren't in there last year. I don't year. think you could name 10, Gareth, to yeah, be honest. Yes, I'd, I could. I'd, I'd definitely be in there. I know yeah. myself and Ray being SEN people. Yeah, and then Ray's outside up. of that, I'm not sure you could name another eight. Um, Goldspeak? <laughs> How you going, Huey? <laughs> Gee, footy, very well. Um, let's get stuck into it because I think Alan Andrews, by the way, will be joining us. Yes. Great man. Now, Great he man. was, because you wanted him on the show, Nicholas, so why? Turn a foot worthy. I just think he's yeah. a colourful character in racing. Be great to uh, yeah. talk about the blood, the alligator blood, um, and the journey. He's pro- probably, probably one of the greatest twist and turns to- sort of horse isn't yes. in the game. So I'm looking forward to just having a chat to, to Alan, all things alligator blood. I caught up with Blake Shin at the sales yesterday and boy, he's got some swagger Shin. And I said, what's like, what, what horse are you looking forward to most over the carnival without hesitation? The blood alligator blood. He says, he's just one of the most amazing horses that he's ridden in his time. He's so tough and he goes to war for you. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in that all-star mile. I love that. I, I actually go to the same gym as Blake Shin. Okay. And I have not seen more of an elite operator in the gym than how Blake goes about yeah. it with the BOSU balls, the battle ropes, the the sort of the specificity in his training. Like it makes me feel, you know, I've got the little 10 kilo dumbbells out, Gareth. It makes me feel a little bit ordinary. I may as well just walk out. So. I asked him about his love life as well. So I see you looking good, Shinny. Because I asked him, would you go back to Hong Kong? And he yep. goes, oh, I'm not quite sure. Like, I might. I've just got to find maybe the love of my life so I can take back to Hong Kong because it gets a little bit lonely. Really? So I spotted someone like, my spy spotted you on the train. <laughs> <laughs> one day heading to the tennis and he, he denied, he didn't deny or confirm the spies that sent through a text message the other day. So he's in a good place. With, a racing, moment, I, with the racing identity. Well, I don't know who the identity was, okay. but he was holding hands on a train. I thought to myself, Blake, Ooh. you're making that much money these days. Why are you catching a train? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good takeout. Yes. That's a very good takeout from that story. But he said the train station's right out the front of his house. Which is smart. If you go to a big event like the tennis, you would like, I would catch a train because sometimes it's a little bit quicker. Yeah, I live opposite a train station. Yep. Nothing against, I'm not too, no one's too big for public transport, no, are they, Gareth? No, definitely in this, not. In this game? 
What caught your eye, Nicholas Foot? Uh, I tell you what did like uh, Quinny, one of the one of the greats, one of the great people. Nicholas Quinn again, yeah, one of the great people. He uh, obviously there was a nice little bit of uh, content that went out on the SEN Digital about him just having a having a tough tough morning of it with some McDonald's and things like that. And then later on the day, Sunday at the Valley on the weekend, uh, he actually added this to his his CV for having a oh, bad day as well. Nick, who's strong, fit, looked ready to go. He was the pick of the yard for me. Number two, Red Hot Nick. And the favourite Red Hot Nick has firmed up from... The favourite Red Hot Nick has firmed from 260 into 250. Always important to hold the microphone when doing television. So Red Hot Nick heads the way. There's also been... He thought he was still in at SEN in the morning with his McDonald's G-Man. I, I loved he's, it. He's, I reckon he's Red Hot Nick at the moment because... Mm. He's been in this game for a long time, Nicholas. And sometimes I reckon he gets a little bit bored because he should be more like, this is my just humble opinion. He should be used a little bit more on that coverage on racing.com. He's uh, got a great racing brain. He's entertaining. And I think they could go to him a little bit more. Um, so I think he gets a little bit bored from time to time, Quinny. You reckon he's just, yeah. you reckon he's just thrown a little bit at, in a little bit of acting, a little bit in a spice it up perhaps. Quinny's, been, Quinny's been in this game for a long time and he knows how to get a little bit of airtime. So he thought to himself, well, how am I going to get on the social media platforms of SEN? <laughs> I'll walk in while Hutchie's doing his show off the bench on a Saturday morning. And then Huey Fitzpatrick will clip it up. And then I'll be the talk of social media for a little bit on a Saturday afternoon. And I'll tell you what, that sounds he, like he the, nailed it. That sounds like the G train story from last week as well. Just knowing how to ham it up, knowing how Correct. to create some content. Well, his time at SCM might be, he might need some more hours at race.com because his drive by to Hutchie was, was massive. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Big Hutch was too happy with that. Oh, um, was, he, no. was he unhappy? I'll tell you what's caught my eye during the week. Now, footies. So, no, just explain why. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> how, how unhappy I'll, was he? I'll leave that to Hutch on Saturday morning. There might be. He wasn't unhappy with me. No, no, no. Just Quinny. No, there thank might God be, for that. There might be a return serve come Saturday. So we'll clip that up. Um, now Off the bench is the second best show these days on a Saturday morning, mind you, uh, behind winners. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I've heard. What's your Sunday morning show, Gareth? Surely you, you're all seven days or are you just a no, six I listen, day? I listen to you on the... Um, Betfair Edge. Betfair Edge. Yep. Thoroughly enjoyed it. What else? That's about it. Yep. Yep. Now, footy actually is hitting our air, airwaves a bit. He does Giddy Up and he does Sundays. And I was thinking maybe a Saturday gig with Tags and JJ, but then... I was listening to the coverage on Saturday, and this caught my eye. Handsomely rewarded. So, I want to hear this footy story. Did did foot? Oh, and I apologise to him. Was he umpiring the game? Was he? Yeah, was we it? were playing in Perth. We're in the hub. Uh, I wasn't playing. I was uh, locked in my hotel room. We weren't allowed to go to the games back when they were. Uh, oh, Bistro's up in the area. Brain the uh, goalposts yeah, with yeah, uh, cleaner. And I just, we didn't get many frees, and I just tweeted, do we let the umpires back in? Racing. And I had to apologise for it. Ah, racing. Sen sensitive uh, bunch, aren't they? Anyway. All right. And Ray. Well, that was a Bistro's going to take him out and head towards. Uh, that was footy. a riveting story. Now, Footy, are you and JJ all good? Can you return serve? What, what happened that time in Perth in the hub? I love that he called it an apology. It was, uh, <laughs> no, no, look, we, uh, we went out. It was, uh, I think it was a Friday night game over in the hub. Challenging times, 2020. We were we were living with the Geelong Footy Club for a couple of weeks over there, so a bit on a knife's edge. Like it was, it was tough to be three umpires in that sort of uh, environment. But uh, yeah, Josh Jenkins might have tweeted out some uh, some stuff about us during the game, and then was politely asked by not by us, but by 
Geelong. We hadn't even seen the tweets to Don't come lie. and to You're come and on social to media. Go, I didn't even have Twitter at this <laughs> it got stage, some traction too, and I'm considering tweet. not having it again. Um, yeah, so had to to come in and, and apologise for us uh, to us uh, for some of the comments that he made, which uh, you know he wasn't out there on the ground. So there you go. We've got a new really category. We've got a new category on turn turn of foot mm. starting not next week, the week after. David Taggart is going to analyse your umpire <laughs> and come in and give you give you some feedback, positive and negative. Well, that would that's his peak Twitter tags. Then I yes. know he doesn't have Twitter, but just rolls into that category. I'd love I'd love to hear that, David. Yes. What else caught your eye? Uh, you got anything? Yes, I got a couple of things. Clayton Oliver was hanging around Will Bourne there at the English Premier Sales. He's looking in fine nick too, Clayton Oliver. I saw that there are the um, Mars used to stable advertising come race with Clayton and there. Oh, they really? A, I think it's like a, it might be a, a one of the blue points, I think, Jacko, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's wearing the hat, so I just went went to Jacko yeah. that, that they're selling. So. Hell, I know it'd be Jacko too. Yeah, so um, they're using that as a bit of marketing, aren't they? So, well done. Well done to um, Kiramar and David Eustace then for using Clayton Oliver, the Melbourne Football Club superstar. He, I tell you, I'm, like, I haven't seen much of Clayton, but he's a lot taller than I thought he was. And he is in, like, he's as fit as Gold Trip at the moment. Fit as Gold yep. Trip. Yep. He's fit. So speaking of Mar, you said, geez, Benny Carbonara did the did the rounds at English Sales. Did you run into the <laughs> where, the Where's Wally of the racing industry? I love Benny. <laughs> he's everywhere, Benny Carbonara. Yeah, he's a sensational man. He's, he does great stuff for racing as well, and I love Benny Carbonara. He does so. great stuff for the umps as well. He's our he's our AFL umpire property steward, Benny he is Carbonara. Too. So uh, he does he's he's Benny everywhere. Yeah, he was with Werribee too with Mickey Barlow, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. No, yeah, he's a star. He never sleeps. No, so 0499736736, what caught your eye this weekend? Let us know. Zach Purton was interesting, I thought, with his, he's had about a thousand media interviews after his big Route 1 double there at Royal Randwick on Saturday. But I love Zach Purton. I think he's one of the most accessible sporting stars that I've come across. He's a superstar in Hong Kong. I think he gets that bored in Hong Kong. He loves just to do media to take his mind off other stuff. <laughs> But I think he's just playing up a little bit. Everybody is asking him, what are you doing next year? Will you come back to Australia? And he's dropping little cryptic clues, I think, throughout the interviews. And then people would ask him again, like, you're looking forward to taking on J-Mac. Would that inspire you to come back to Sydney? And then he's, I think, and then he's trying to tell them a few other cryptic clues. So this is what I've, when I've um, listened to Zach Purton over the last couple of days, this is my take on it. Zach Purton will stay in Hong Kong for the next few years. Mm -hmm. He'll campaign Wilfred, the CEO of the Hong Kong Jockey Club, to make sure that he is able to travel a lot more than he has in previous seasons. So he'll, he would love to come back to Australia, ride in Dubai if he can, probably go to the UK during the carnival and have little hit and run missions like he did there on Saturday. And uh, Beauty Internal's a star. It keeps on winning keeps on winning on the bit and it's probably going to win the Hong Kong Derby and give Zach his second. So I don't think he'll be back in Australia. And Wayne Hawke's made a really good point on the means test. It's a different ball game coming back here because he'll have, he'll have to like, even though he's Zach Purton, turn up at the trials, ride three or four times a week and um, do track work on most days. So yeah, I think, I think he'll stay in Hong Kong. Yeah. I'd, I'd just love to see more of this, um, 
that FIFO type stuff. Like I know a lot of the Aussie jocks are doing it now, like, um, you know, going, going to Hong Kong to ride in meets. Mm. I want to see more of Zach Pert in Australia, not necessarily moving back and relocating in Sydney, but what that, that small data pool, that small sample size we saw on Saturday, we need to see more. Yeah. We need to see more of that. And hundred percent. Yeah. And he's definitely, he's definitely edging at it. I, I'm, I like that you've picked that up with his foxing in the media because yeah, he's like even it. been like that on Instagram too, with his playing golf in Sydney yeah. and posting shots. How good is Sydney was his last yeah. caption. So there's definitely a little bit of that too, G. And I think at the moment, people, if you went, if it was a pub test, who's a better rider, Pertin or McDonald at the moment, I think people would lean towards Pertin. Mm. Well, we might get into that in our top yeah, 10. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, how did Katie be a late call up um, for the All Star Mile? He should have been the first picked after for the wild cards anyway. All Star Mile's a circus. Like Fangirl gets a spot the other day, and they're not even going there. Like I wish I yeah, wins. I, don't know I wish I wins still in there. It's not going to run. Just they did circus. say that Fangirl was going because Dan Cobby indicated when we had a chat to him yesterday, the right hand man for Chris Wall, and then I saw a media release saying that she's not going. I don't know PVL. Why should Why should Cascadian have been the first? Because selected. I just love him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You've got blue goggles on. Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, you still oh, owe me. You still owe me a boost juice from when Amelia's jewel gave <laughs> Cascadian Winburn in the West. Yeah, hundred percent. He yeah. was off the track four and five wide. It was a big effort. Swapped the barriers, nearly swapped the results. The mighty Cascadian. But I thought that um, he was the biggest run in the biggest mile race in Victoria last spring at Flemington. Mm. So I th that mile form was enough for me for him to get in, but he's in anyway, and he probably will win. He's nine. Is he nine these days? Yeah. I'll tell you what caught my eye, G. Always Age is only a number yeah, after, I just, well, after I potted Eduardo <laughs> for the last week and a half. Yeah, well, there you no, go. I'm just a big fan of Cascadian. I'm, I'm happy to see him in. What caught my eye, G. Oyson Murphy in the All-Star Mile. Yeah. Unbelievable jock and talented despite tribulation. Is, yeah. it oh. is it O'Sheen or are we going with Oyson? No, I... Um, Kiwi wanted me to read it out, but I wanted him to read it out because I knew you'd stuff up his name <laughs> and how right I was. What, what, are you, what are you running with? Well, I have an Irish friend with the same spelling and his name's O'Sheen. Yeah, it's O'Sheen Murphy. O'Sheen, so yeah. I'm, assu I'm, assuming, I'm assuming there's not several pronunciations of that name, so I'm going with O'Sheen. A few other text messages rolling in. Have we got a couple of prizes Today? Yeah, $50 Brickland voucher. Oh, that's pale ale in the game. That's the best. I, I, I bought a couple <laughs> of slabs, slabs the other day, Bricklayer, and I tell you what, they are. Brick Lane. Brick, right, uh, <laughs> brick Lane. Well, I call it Bricklayer after 20, but it is Brick Lane. Drink responsibly, and it is a beautiful drop. And we've also got some tickets to go to the Greyhounds on Sunday. Mm, thanks to our good mates at the Emerald Hotel. So we'll announce that after the break. So what are we, are we having a prize or a so send us what caught your eye during the week. The best, okay. the best message of what caught your eye in the racing world this week. One bloke who was getting ahead of himself is the Sultan. Left me unread. <laughs> left me unread on Instagram after giving him a rap. Yes, well oh, there you the go. Sultan. Yeah, you got to you got to go through his yeah. um. You got to go through his secretary and his media department and whatever now. So have we finished what what caught our eye? I'm, I know we've got to go to a break. I've got one more. Liam Pickery on Saturday on Off the Bench. Jackson Francis, he's uh, their beloved producer these days. And I, it's my favourite show Off the Bench, to be honest. I, I love it. The, the content sensational. It's very funny. They did a top. This is a bit egotistic um, for the SCN point of view, me talking about the top. Was it the top 12 or top 13? I'm getting it up now. Top 13. Top 13. Um, 
personalities at SEN. Most important people at SEN. Most important people. So you've just gone, we're just going to sit here and drink our own bath water on air. Correct. For that. No, I just want to congratulate David Taggart, the only SEN track representative, um, pick number eight. I would have had him a little bit higher because he's the skipper. Um, but well done to, to David Taggart. Who is number one? Just out of Kane Corns. Yeah. In front of Waitley, um, which surprised me a little bit. I still would have Waitley in front of Corns. Mm. Yeah. But Gary we'll... Lyon, three. Tim Watson, four. Dwayne Russell, five. Gazy, six. Mari, seven. Hutchie, nine. Jared Healy, ten. Josh Jenkins, 12. And Tim Gossage, 13. Like that's... Like, please. There's no G Hall. No, no. I would have put. Is that what the please was for? I would have put Fletcher in from Sydney. He's very funny. You would have thought your producer would have gotten the ear of pickers and said. Even my producer produces the show and no one from Giddy Up. Like, I would have put maybe Wayne Hawks or Johnny O'Neill. You're in my top 10, Gareth, if that Let's take a break. I thought Miles was stiff, by the way. 822. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Alan Andrews, hopefully. See if. I think he's coming on, but I won't. I won't believe it until I hear his voice. Talking about pre-game banter and sledging, leading up to the All-Star Mile, the Keats and the Alligator Blood team have been sledging each other regarding who is going to lead in the All-Star Mile. So I thought, well, why not get them on the air and they can sort it out live on Giddy Up. Alan Endress, who's a former owner, but he's heart and soul still in that horse, and Shane Curlio with Keats. Um, the other thing that I picked up just before is that off-air, that your ego is just getting out of control. <laughs> This is this is a direct quote from the number one umpire in the game, um, Nicholas Foot. He says, "Geez, every time I open up social media, Facebook, there's an article on me." <laughs> and you know what? Loved it. Um, and then straight after the news, we'll have Alan Andrews, Shane Curlier. Then after that, our top ten jockeys, because Mark Robertson has inspired us with not really, but everybody else is doing a list. So we thought we would do one here on Giddy Up, our top ten jockeys now. It's, it's a lot harder than people think. Um, so let us know if you've got your top five, top ten jockeys, 0499736736. I might add that Huey Bowman doesn't count because he's based in Hong Kong at the moment. Okay. Yep. All right, then. Is that good, clear? Well, good to put some parameters around right. it now. Like, oh, I have to rejig a few things, but oh, yeah. that's okay. No problems. 8.27 news time. Uh, a generous tempo here in the Guineas comes up to the turn at the 4.50 a length and a half Alligator Blood two and a half to Dallas San and Groundswell a few of these chasing then Skador Conqueror further back your deal Kubrick Rockabash Arana into the straight at the 2.50 but here's the Alligator Alligator Blood moves up and takes it then Groundswell Dallas San needs to find followed by Conqueror Super Seth but Alligator Blood 100 metres to go races away three lengths in front Super Seth is flying Alligator the blood stopping Super Seth from the clouds. It's close. Super Seth has put in a mighty lunge. Photo Super Seth. So that was Super Seth defeating Alligator Blood in the Guineas. And I thought, I said to Jacko, It's a rough introduction. Get, get the Futurity or the, um, Imagine, the Champions Mile last year because I love Alligator Blood and I don't know what's going on. Imagine, imagine giving up your Wednesday morning to come on. SEN track, giddy up, yep. turn of foot, and then just being reminded of the sickest beat of all time. Alan Andres is a star because oh, I think he loves his horse like I've never seen anyone love their horse. And Alligator Blood has become, well, he's become a, a fan favourite. And everybody loves him because, you know what, he turns up and he tries his heart out and he gets the job done. And he's faced adversity in his life. He's had 
um, major injury setbacks, but he's been able to be resilient and overcome them. And he's an inspiration, Alligator Blood. And his former owner, Alan Andres, joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Alan. Thanks for joining us on Turn of Football. You must be proud of the blood, especially over the last 12 months. Yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, super proud. And um, as you said in the intro there, you just uh, you just can't stop loving the boy. He's an extraordinary uh, creature, actually. Now, I know you're not in the race book these days, but do you still feel part of it, Alan? Oh, well, for two reasons. I'll uh, I'll always be part of it yep. um, with Alligator Blood. You know, the, the, the connection he has to my family, the, the significance to my wife. In fact, you know, three years ago, coming up to the All-Star Mile, uh, my wife was told that she wouldn't live three months. And... Um, and, uh, you know, the family have a special connection there next week. Um, but, you know, I guess, I guess you know, if you look at my background, um, one of the hobbies I love, guys, is uh, litigation. And every time the horse wins, it's another big bucket of money I'm going to get from damages. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now your, your beautiful wife sadly passed away of cancer and she fought that like alligator blood fights out his races. And that was a special moment after the Stradbroke, wasn't it, when she... Um, wanted to make sure that she watched Alligator Blood or listened to him for the final time after he won that Stradbroke. And that day he announced himself once again to the Australian racing public that he was well and truly back. Oh, look, um, it, was a, it was a bittersweet time for us there because on the, on the Saturday, the whole family had gathered. We'd been, you know, Joy had been at home wanting to die at home and, uh, and caring for her. And she actually was in a coma on the day of the race, uh, the Stratty. And... Um, uh, on the Sunday, she she woke up and and, I, and just out of the blue said, you know, how did Al go? And we told her that he'd won the we told her that he'd won the Stradbroke, and then 1:33 that afternoon she passed away. So, yeah, look, he he's just an extraordinary horse. I don't know whether you guys you know look at much of the social media that comes out because we you we know, live he, on he it. Talks Al. in the first, <laughs> you know, he talks in the first person. But look, in the last uh, honestly, in the last you know sort of three weeks. We've had six people, young people and uh, middle-aged people that have been on the brink of committing suicide that have put the hat on and, and said that they've, they've wanted to keep going. The horse has inspired them. We've had financially depressed people. Um, and, and this is the sort of thing that the media, you know, or the officials don't see. He just has hundreds of thousands of supporters. We've got a huge crew in Los Angeles. There's Mauritius and Fiji, France. Um, you know, I'm just so pleased that when I named him that... that it, it was the right horse that has that massive spirit to keep going. And, you know, he doesn't need to win or lose all the time in that regard. It's just, it's just that he just comes out and, and says, I'm here, I'm ready to, as Gay Waterhouse said, you know, punch you in the nose and have a crack. So um, it's thrilling. He does have a crack, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about Marco Bramucci and the effect he's had on Alligator Blood's had on him? Oh, look, it, it was, um, you know, I talk about you, you're here one day and you're gone the next. And, um, Marco's been a massive fan from way back, uh, and his wife Julie, because we, we've been promoting heavily through our Easy Bond Number One Syndicate um, on, uh, in terms of you know ex-race horses and and what happens to them. There's um you know there's going to be a lot of trouble in the industry if we don't get our act together and and uh, plan out the retirement of horses. I've come up with some proposals to almost create like a superannuation plan for racehorses in retirement. And uh, the Ramucci's have got an amazing setup down in Victoria there, where they they retrain them and rehome home them for um, uh, you know uh, equestrian and eventing and stuff. Um, and Rancho Montoya was one of our first ones, and, and Alligator Blood sponsored Rancho. We, we he put up some money, and 
and uh, that was the start of the journey with the Bramucci's. And, um, you know, we're very excited about how that works out. And the young girls and, and boys that have these horses, you know, these are these are very expensive racehorses that they would normally not get, and it's been working well. So Marco's been a number one fan, and, and just out of nowhere. I mean, he's a very fit, unlike myself, you know, uh, chocolate coke, and I should be dead long ago, but... Um, he just had a, a, a turn all of a sudden and um, a few weeks back had a heart attack. Um, they said it was a, 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 a heart disease condition that he needed a quintuple bypass. Uh, there was complications during the course of the operation that never happened. Uh, he was in a coma, uh, got up, and Julie, Jules said to us that look, Marco is seriously depressed in the sense that because it didn't work out well and he's still got to go back in, mentally he's just not there. He... Um, He's fearing death, um, can't get through the day, and uh, he recovered enough uh, to, to we indicated, look, I think you need to see Al. Come and see him. And um, and extraordinarily enough, I mean, Al, he's, he's alligator blood. He, he can bite you, let me tell you. He's, he, if he, he wants to get into you, he'll give you a big chunk out of your arm. But um, this particular day, um, it was extraordinary. There was the horse, um, you know, cuddling him, uh, giving him kisses, which is always a... a uh, interesting one for a horse to <laughs> like Al. You, you wonder are you going to take your take your nose off? But um, it, it was just amazing that there was that connection that the horse uh, understood there was a problem with Marco, and it boosted Marco. It was, uh, and that's that's kept him going to say, look, I've got to get this operation done and, and not fear death. They're amazing horses. We saw that during the Breeders' Cup there last year when House Cody's Wish, who was a well, Cody was a a young man that um, has a disability and he can't speak and he fell in love with horse racing and he went out to the Cadolphin farm in the States and this horse came straight up to him and um, they fell in love and the horse only won when Cody turned up to the races and it was a great story proving what these wonderful animals can do to people and lift their spirits. And I tell you what, Alan, we've got, an, we've got another guest on the line. He's a big fan of yours. He respects you. In fact, I think he's trying to emulate emulate you a little bit on social media. And uh, they have a horse by the name of Keats, the mailbag team, that want to take you on. Shane Curlio, hello to you. Good morning, Gareth. Now, now Al is now ready I'm to go. Hey, big fella. How are you, Shane? I'm well, mate. I'm well. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here, Alan, before um, I don't want to put words into your mouth, Shane, but yep. Alligator Blood, do you think he's a certain leader or do you think Keats will take up the running in the All-Star Mile, Alan? Uh, look, I think Keats will take it up. I think, uh, look, I had some money each way on Keats. I love the boys and what they're doing. It's, it, those fairy tale, tale stories are extraordinary. Um, I think people forget, I, I'm a great lover of, of, uh, of horses and great races, Um you know that super Seth you played earlier. Um, you know, Sorry about that, Alan. <laughs> no, that's all right. I watched six hundred thousand vaporized down the line, and um, I still banked on the plot. You know, I had him at two hundred to one, my bloke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and forties on the place. But it's it's all about. I've always had a great fascination with great races, and uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of horses like Secretariat and Man of War, and going back to you know, better loosen up, and uh, they don't always win all the time, but you. To have a to get it to turn a good horse into a great horse, you've got to have a great race. And um, if Keats puts it out there, and if Al loses, well, that's uh, you know he's going to become a great horse. And uh, there's another great story that's that's uh, put in train. So um, never fear the other horses. Um, and, and if it, if Keats does uh, lose, well, you know we've made a greater horse with Al or whoever wins on the day. So um, it's it's fantastic for racing. You've got to have that 
competitive spirit amongst the horses and and the boys in Keats are uh, they're fantastic guys. Um, I think they hated me initially, but uh, they met me at a few beers and um, you know away we go. No one can hate you, Alan. Um, just quickly, mate. I, I I'm really intrigued in your A plus plus checklist, and I'm not sure if the mailbag boys have this or not. But I know that in part of your A plus or A plus plus checklist is that uh, the horse has to be able to listen to you sing Frank Sinatra. And apparently, well, Keats won't cop that. Can you perhaps just run us through, um, run us through the vetting process when you uh, when you let let rip some Frank? Yeah, look, I think we uh, we do the serious part of the um, of the process, um, and that includes, um, uh, you know, uh, obviously the vet checks are crucial. Um, uh, you got to make sure you're scoping, and you got to you know look at the X-rays, and that sort of process is is crucial. Uh, we don't. We take that deadly seriously. Um, we also then look at the the pedigree side of it because I mean you can look at the page and take much not, not much notice of it. But you know I like uh, I lo- I'm a great history buff and I love the research going back hundreds of years. I mean uh, I was talking to someone the other day that about they hadn't heard about kissing spine, but if you have a look at say Hyperion skeleton in the museums in London, it actually that horse has actually got kissing spine, and you can see that in the uh, in the um, in the bone structure. So, you know, the genetics are important. I mean, Al's mother, Lake Superior, couldn't run run for uh, if it tried his heart out. And yet you go back three generations and you've got the connection there with Typhoon Tracy and uh, Tracy's Element and, and so on, and they do come out. Yeah. So um, that's important. And then my Uncle Jeff is an extraordinary guy in confirmation. I mean, he has the ability to look at the, the, uh, the horses on the day, the way they walk, their overstep. Um, you know, knee structures and things, and can say yay or no pretty quick. And then, of course, um, I do the uh, the old uh, the old uh, singing test, and uh, we think we've actually found an absolute cracker at the last sales, a royal meeting. Um, uh, he's just a, an amazing. He's got, and it turns out he's actually got a huge airway passage through the scopes, which we haven't seen that before. Yeah. So uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, Alan Shane, have you have you learned anything from Alan when you're walking around the sale complex there? On the Gold Coast. Oh, uh, yeah, we learnt lots, guys. Yes. Um, mainly beware a bloke that has litigation as one of his hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, Island Boys, is that what Keats likes instead of Frank Sinatra? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Although we did get, um, I don't know how many beers we had with Al and Uncle at Magic Millions. It would have been in the 20s. And um, the more we drank, the more Al sung. Um, I think I think Alligator Blood runs fast to get away from Alan singing. Actually. So, so Curly, <laughs> you're not scared of Alligator Blood? He's already. I thought he would fight for the lead, but it looks like he's already handed up to you. Yeah, uh, one nil to Keats in the yeah. first 400 metres. If that's the case, Gareth, you can only we we rely heavily on punningform.com.au for our sectional data and our benchmarking and helping us bet. I just want to throw something out there. Um, Keats has gone out very fast uh, in a lead time in his last three starts. 10.6 lengths, 12.9 lengths, and 12.6 lengths faster than average. And his last three run, his last two runs have been personal best, negative 12.3 overall and negative 12.5 overall. The last time that Alligator Blood went that quick in a race was the All-Star Mile of 2020 and he was unsighted uh, back in the field. 
Ooh. hasn't been that quick since. So um, he's a champion alligator blood, and uh, Pete's is going to find out how good of a horse alligator blood is when he's running blistering sectionals in the All-Star Mile next day. All right, we're running out of time. Do we have a bet? Like one of our listeners can... Um, they can choose if they're with Alligator Blood or Keats, well, and whoever I'll, wins the bet can shout dinner. For one of our listeners, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first, Gareth. Um, Alligator Blood's won about six million. Keats has won about two hundred thousand or six hundred thousand. So if Keats loses, I'll take Elder Red Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and if Al wins, if Alligator Blood wins, we should be able to choose where Al takes us for lunch. All right, then Al's that a deal. Russ Battlers. Yeah, that's the deal. And I'll just so, sign off by saying, guys, that uh, uh, Keats has got to remember one thing. He breaks, uh, alligator blood breaks horses' hearts. Uh, yeah. We've seen a lot of fall by the wayside. Catalyst, I think Thunderstruck, I think Darky. Yeah. And uh, the X factor <laughs> is his mental capacity. Once you eyeball that horse, um, he, he gets, kicks into gear. We ran 90% uh, to uh, fitness in the... Um, uh, the, the futurity, and there's 25% in mental capacity. So be careful. I'm, I'm expecting a secretariat moment, boys. Okay. I'm expecting that Al's going to prove himself beyond what you can imagine at this trip. All right, then bring this, bring, um, well, hopefully um, Keats um, is in for the fight as well, but it's going to be some race, Al. And Shane, we appreciate your time, some fighting words there. Bring on the All Star Mile and enjoy the build up. <laughs> Good on you guys. Good on you, Shana. Alan Ezrez and Shane Curley. I will take a break and come back with more here on Giddy Up. This is Turn of Foot. Unbelievable Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning. Alan Ezrez and Shane Curley this morning pumping up the All-Star Mile. Matty Walsh and Andrew Jones, the CEO of Racing Victoria and the marketing manager of Racing Victoria. You can have all the big guns on, but that's how you market the All-Star Mile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real David V. Goliath Correct. sort of vying for the front there, is it? The yeah. The speed math battle. If this was the trots, we might get in trouble trying to organise the front. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. Here's my top 10 Australian jockeys right now. Carr, J-Mac, Nashville, Blake, Sheen, Damien Lane, Mickey D, Mark Zara, Timmy Clark, Craig Williams, and Benny Thompson. Great pub chat. Probably missed a few good ones. Malam, Schiller, yes. That's from Dave from Frankston South. Have you got some... Um, Top 10s there for us, Huey. you got the great man, Ronnie. He's got Carr, J-Mac, Zara, Lane, Nash. Now, the spelling on Willow is just incredible. Mick D, oh, settle down. Shin. Settle down, Ocean. Yeah. Oysen. Craig, Craig Williams, <laughs> Timmy Clark, and Jai McNeil. So keep sending them through, 0499 736 736. And those lads there will send you a $50 Lane brewing voucher. You can't be throwing um, grenades at our listeners for making a small spelling mistake when you've sat through a, a video... Um, a video promotion, <laughs> a promote a promotional video with David Taggart, and you're meant to be the host that didn't say a word and had these unbelievable facial expressions that people still talk to me about today. And that um, popped up on my TikTok. That it's still it's still rolling through the algorithm. Yeah. The, the algorithm's still How pumping it through. Of old uh, yeah. mute mute person in green beanie. We'll take a quick break, then we'll come back with uh, Footy's uh, Wednesday fill up, and also our top ten. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you, Nick Foote and Huey Fitzpatrick for Turn of Foot on this Wednesday morning. We've been inspired. There's been a lot of lists going on. So we thought we would do our top 10 jockeys that have competed in Australia in the last six months or so. So I'll start with my list. Now, this is a little bit cheeky. Number one, good barriers. And number two, fast horses make good jockeys. James McDonald is the best jockey, I think, 
in so the country. So you're starting at one and going to work up to 10 and just Correct. remove. Okay. Oh, do you want me to go from the bottom? Oh, we he's, know big one on, now. he's big on that. All right, we'll start again. I'll go from, I'll go from uh, the, the bottom to the top. Mark Zara, Nash Rewilla, Jamie Carr, Damien Lane, Blake Shin, Huey Bowman, Zach Purton, and James McDonald. And then I'll put fast horses and good barriers that help jockeys win races as well. So there's my top 10. Huey? Do you want me to go? So go, Huey, yeah. I thought it was inspired. So Robbo sort of done it, does it by what he expects in a year's time. So I've sort of approached it a bit differently. Number 10 for me is Blake Shin, returned brilliantly. Willie Pike, he's back in Perth. Willie he's, Pike. He's I love in, Willie, but he wouldn't make the top 50. He's back in Perth. He's riding bulk winners. I can see him featuring big time in their I carnival. Res- I respect that because I think Pikey in Perth's different gravy mm-hmm. to Pikey Eastern Seaboard. Okay. Now, a young hoop that was doing is going brilliantly, and we, we're thinking of him at the moment, Ethan Brown. In a year's time, I can see him dominating Group 1s. Mickey D, Group 1 King. Now, number six, Tyler Schiller. In a year's time, I can see this young kid dominating. Benny Mallon, big stage rider. Frosty Lane is in the prime of his age. Mark Zara, Jamie Carr, and J-Mac. You've got a real futures approach there, Huey. Like, I get what well, I'm working off one year as well, but I, I think you're working off five years. Um, yeah. Number 10. Yeah, exactly right. Number 10 for me, Tim Clark. Uh, number nine, Tyler Schiller, for the reasons you mentioned. Number eight, Huey Bowman. Got at seven, Damian Lane. At six, Blake Shin, or Blake Jim. At five, Mark Zara. At four, I've got Zach Purton. At three, I have Nash Rewilla. At two, I have Jamie Carr. And at one, of course, James McDonald. Okay. I'm getting criticized now because I didn't give my proper top 10. So I'll do it again. Is this, this I'm getting... I'm getting a bit of post PTSD here after the Heinz Heinz hey, gate. People, we just, Oh, I'm not happy with complain. this. So I'll come back in and redo no, it. You're I'll making keep, a habit of this, Gareth. Hey, people complain about the Heinz bet. Takes, you should have had $10 on, <laughs> you should have had $10 on cylinder. You should have $67. If it wins, we're home and host. Whose voice is that? By That's the way? tags. I said tags. <laughs> now we've got $12.50 on cylinder after Legato won there the other day. All right, then my top 10 jockeys in the country, Benny Thompson from Queensland is number 10. Mm-hmm. Damien Oliver, nine. Mark Sara, eight. Nashra Willa is seven. Jamie Carr, six. Damien Lane, five. B Shin, four. Huey Bowman, three. Zach Purton, two. And James McDonald, number one. We can all agree on number one. Yep. I thought Jamie Carr would be a lot higher in your two lists. Gee, you've had it Not six. when you're back to Trish and three wide without cover in the Australian Kids. <laughs> She's number two. She can only go one two in higher yours, in my right Hey, Huey, um, great work today. Have we got a winner for the... Ronnie and Dave. So they'll be getting a little... For the Brick Lane? Brick Lane. What about for the Emerald? So I'm thinking... We'll do that tomorrow. I'm thinking the Greyhound section of your show. We can give it to the okay. loyal Greyhound listeners. Have we got a, a footy fill-up today? Yeah, just quickly. Uh, best bet is in Sandown Race 1 Skywriter. And yep. my best value comes in at Sandown in Race number 6, Ivan's Hero. About six bucks. They're my two bets today. Hey, full credit. And what caught my eye is Dicko's been a little bit critical of my man, Dean Watling, on the weekend preview. Always. And guess what? Some, I, I can't keep up with how they do all the the list about the top tipsters in the country. But Dean Watling's leading the pack. I saw that. Boom. Number one. I might do. Do you know what I'll do? My top 10 tipping egos next week. Love it. Now, Footy, can we head to two units to get those tips? 
Yeah, twounits.com.au. Uh, That's a great line. podcast. Our podcast comes out on Thursdays as well. You can get a 10-day free trial for all our tips, all access to the Sultan's tips there. So You've got to put yeah, your tips. The, I'd pay for your tips over the, the Sultan's. You get, but you get mine for free, Gareth. That's the, that's the beauty. Nine o'clock in news time.